This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. It's a beautiful Tuesday, August 4th, and we're glad you've taken time out of your day to be with us. What we're going to do today and what we try to do uh, almost every day except Friday is we take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in the Word, and then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in that chapter and what to talk about. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing, Christian? I am doing great. Excited to be here going welcome. through Exodus. This welcome, welcome. Yeah, thanks. Uh, 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 what's your name again? Yeah, so Pastor Christian. Yeah, Christian. Pastor Christian. Christ, yeah. Christian said we, he was really glad to be past all the plagues. Yes, absolutely. Getting past yeah. the plagues was good. I'm excited that we're moving on to the next phase. And that's kind of what God spoke to me. I'll, I'll save it for the later part of the portion. Ooh. But it's like, man, excited to be getting through some of this tough stuff so nice. we can get into some of the promises of God. Nice. So. Yeah. yeah, a great way to stay plugged in for you guys. The easiest way is the East Coast app, yep. which you can download Apple or Google. I love to always describe it. It's just a blue background with a white cross, and they've made some updates on there. It is looking so nice. It looked good before, but it's even better now. So on there, you can get the morning breath schedule, past recordings, all of our messages, anything we ever talk about for East Coast, you've got on the app and on our website, which is eccc.us, eccc.us. And you can go on there, get everything you need. Another way is to follow us on social. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we've got constant info on there. There's good content for you to be able to stay engaged and connected. We do our our noon prayer, our encouragement, Monday through Friday. We'd love for you to tune into those. You can also call the church at 321-452-1060. We would be glad to email or mail out a devotion guide or anything for the church. Right Absolutely. Got just a couple of announcements before we get into the chapter. Actually, yeah. we've got a few of them. Uh, what what you, why don't you do them? You're, uh, you're, you're experienced at these. Yeah, absolutely. So an exciting one coming up is that we've got the East Coast Christian University fall semester. That's starting this Thursday, August 6th. And I am excited to be teaching one of the classes. It's kind of funny. Uh-oh. It's Christian Identity. And it said Christian, teaching Christian Identity. I was like, I hope I get Makes it sense. right. Makes I hope sense. I get it right. It'll be good. You can come and do that. You can audit that course for less cost, or you can do it and start working towards your degree. Yep. We really get encourage credits. you to be a part of it. It is amazing. Not just that course. I heard it's going to be good, but there's other great courses to be a part of. Also, we have the Global Leadership Summit. That's yeah. this Thursday and Friday. It's a big deal. This is amazing. It's $79, and that includes breakfast and lunch for both days. It's at our Parkway location, and this is good for anybody who's looking to grow in their leadership. If you own a business, if you're a parent, if you're involved in leadership in any way, it's incredible teaching, and it's a good time together. We'll be honoring social distancing. People will yep. have masks on and all of that good protocol, but we would love for you to be a part of it. You can get the information on our website, which is eccc.us slash events. So we'd love for you to be there. Yeah, love to have you in all of those. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. Tell me the truth. What's this big thing on the wall here? Is this TV? It's a big TV. Wow. Oh, we got a TV and a radio studio. It's actually going to be my new uh, uh, computer monitor like Pastor Christian used to have. Like yeah. A, I thought you were going to do TV. video games in here. Well, <laughs> I can see that too when we're not yeah, in here. Yeah, he's playing Fortnite no, or something while no, we're— Don't sh- say that. Yeah. 
going to give it away. It sounds like that's already happened. It's right exciting <laughs> news that's coming here. It's going to be cool. Morning, What's that? Yeah, morning breath's going to look different. Yeah, we're, we're going to look a little different, which doesn't make any sense for a radio, radio studio. Yeah, but unless there's news that's coming mm, with that. Like might what? be seeing some stuff. Mm. <laughs> so what's on radio might also be visual at some point. Yeah. Be interesting. It's cool. It's been in the works. Uh, my mom always said I had a face for radio. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick thinks that's funny. Moving right along. Well, we're going to read a chapter today. It's Exodus chapter 13. And as uh, Pastor Christian said, we're past all the all the plagues uh, except COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's application for even that in here, I think. I think so. So uh, 22 verses, 11 and 11. Uh, it actually breaks at 10. So I'm going to read the first 10. Let you read the last 12 verses in the chapter. Would that work? From 11 on? Yeah, 11 yeah, on, because I've got a nice break That's there. That's perfect for yeah. me. <clears throat> perfect. I like it when yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, I'll be reading the message today. Oh, I read a oh, couple of different translations, and it's so good. Oh, my gosh. The message is going to take a week, but and that's And it's okay. a good break, too. I'm excited about it. <clears throat> okay, good. So it starts at 11 for you. So I'm going to read. Right. Uh, get, get me started. I'm going to read right. New King James. I must say it to you. Read, sir. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens a womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. And Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you went out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by strength of hand the Lord brought you out of this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. On this day you are going out in the month Abib. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, which he swore to your fathers to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey, that you shall keep this service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and no leavened bread shall be seen among you, nor shall leaven be seen among you in all your quarters." And you shall tell your son in that day, saying, This is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came up out from Egypt. It shall be as a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this ordinance in its season from year to year. When God brings you into the land of Canaanites, as he promised you and your fathers, and turns it over to you, you were to set aside the first birth out of every womb to God. Every first birth from your livestock belongs to God. You can redeem every first birth of a donkey if you want to by substituting a lamb. But if you decide not to redeem it, you must break its neck. Redeem every firstborn child among your sons. When the time comes and your son asks you, what does this mean? You tell him, God brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, with a powerful hand. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, God killed every firstborn in Egypt, the firstborn of both humans and animals. That's why I make a sacrifice for every first male birth from the womb to God and redeem every firstborn son. The observance functions like a sign on your hand or a symbol on the middle of your forehead. God brought us out of Egypt with a powerful hand. It, is, it so happened that after Pharaoh released the people, God didn't lead them by the road through the land of Philistines, which was the shorter route. But God thought if the people encounter war, they'll change their minds and go back to Egypt. So God led the people on the wilderness road, looping around the Red Sea. The Israelites left Egypt in military formation. 
Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the Israelites solemnly swear to do it, saying, God will surely hold you accountable, so make sure you bring my bones from here with you. They moved on from Succoth and then camped at Etham at the edge of the wilderness. God went ahead of them in a pillar of clouds during the day to guide them on the way, and at night in a pillar of fire to give them light. Thus they could travel both day and night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar by fire at night never left the people. Amen. Never left the people. Yeah. You know, a couple of things stood out to me in this chapter. Um, One is it starts out at the beginning of the chapter, talks about what's going on here, and he says, uh, remember this day. Mm -hmm. And so there's uh, quite a few things are given to help uh, be a reminder to the day. And so they're told to set this up as a regular thing. It's in the month of Abib, which uh, if you're not familiar with that, that's around Easter. Okay. So I think that's a, I actually believe that's probably when Jesus was born. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to go into the details yeah. of this. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he died on the same day he was born. Uh, but um, it's a time of year that's always been kind of special to yeah. God. And and when he starts this whole, you know, Exodus thing and the blood, uh, it, it, it looks like, and if we'll carry it forward, he says to do it forever. Yeah. It, it is really what ends up being our communion. Yeah. The blood and the bread yep. that we take. Uh, this is where this all kind of got started back in the Bible. And it did continue forever, even though it was an Old Testament sort of, a, you know, ritual or act. Mm-hmm. He did say it would go on forever. And Jesus, when doing the Passover... Uh, then said, whenever you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And we're back at that word, remember. Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of things set up in here to help you remember what's going on. And why would you want to remember? And I think it it comes down to verse 14, so so it shall be when your son asks you in the time to come, saying, what is this? That you say to him, and then you give your testimony. Yeah. And so uh, for me, <clears throat> I uh, I very often told stories at night or read stories to my kids growing yeah. up. And uh, I did it with a plan that someday I would say some things that would uh, entice my children when they're old enough to ask me, like, what were you like before the Lord, Dad? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, what was your life like before then? Yeah. And... Uh, I wanted not just to tell my sons uh, at the time that was right for them and my daughter, but I wanted them to ask me Mm -hmm. because it's more powerful when someone is seeking than when you're just telling them something when they're not seeking. That's great, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I have to be honest that I orchestrated the circumstance and situations. I think dads do that kind of stuff sometimes. And... uh, you know, to be able to tell my sons and, and my daughter, you know, what kind of person I was and what kind of background I came from and the choices that I made and that what God did for me and, you know, brought me out by uh, his firstborn son and things of that nature. So those are the things that this really uh, kind of stands out to me when I read this chapter. It's really kind of a reminder of me to me of what God has done in my life yeah. and that there's a reason God did this in our life 
And that is so that we can share what God's done in yeah. our lives. Yeah, overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. We Very see good. that in Revelation, and yep. that's really what we're called to do, is to have the testimony of what God did, but we overcome through that situation. And this is a great example of that. Verse 17 says, It so happened that after Pharaoh released the people, God didn't lead them on the easy road, which seems. It's the shorter route, but they would have had war, and he didn't think that they could hold up against the Philistines. It says that God didn't lead them by the road through the land of the Philistines, which was the shorter, for God thought if the people encounter war, they'll change their mind and go back. And there's times in our lives, I was talking yesterday with one of our other pastors about this, you know, I'm 38 years old, and there's things that I thought in my mind as a 21-year-old young Christian for my, my calling, my ministry, and things that I thought would have come sooner, but I look back now and I'm so glad they didn't. You know, Paul talks about being shipwrecked. He actually dealt with real shipwreck, but we can have shipwrecks in our faith about if we get things too quickly when we're not ready. And in this situation, that could have happened too, is if they would have had the direct route, they could have come up against opposition that they weren't prepared for. And we see that. They're going to battle with the Philistines for years and years to come. And it's going to take a king like David, who's got order and knows how to, to take care of that, to be able to overcome but God protects us sometimes when we don't understand it, and it may take longer. You look at many people in the Bible. Moses is a, you know, a hundred-year overnight success. You know, yeah, he yeah. it wasn't until eighty years old that he really got his calling. David took, you know, twenty years in the wilderness to be able to see some stuff come to fruition. Joseph had over twenty years. It's, this is a long play. This is not a a quick, you know, Jesus talks about the seed that's on shallow soil that springs up quickly and quickly goes away. And has no root. That's not really what we're called to do. This is a a long haul. I've seen your walk for the last, you know, 12, 13 years. No, but I've had the the opportunity to observe it. Can you get his mic to shut off or something? Shut it down. Shut him down. But I've seen you walking that walk out now for 30 years at East Coast and just faithfully following God. And it's in that steady, just continually going after it that God can do great things versus that quick, instant success. Yeah, I'll say a couple things about it. This is a little bit harder for, uh, this is the, this is the I think, the dividing line between maybe success and failure in ministry. And it, it really comes down to, well, if you take the example of Moses. When Moses decided to deliver the children of Israel by his own strength and by yeah. his own hand, he failed. Yeah. And uh, I think that all of us, when we think it's about us, you know, and all, you know, my ministry or my calling or my, you know, this or what God's called me to do. Yeah. Whenever we think about things that way, I think we're kind of setting ourselves up to be a have a bit of a Moses experience. Yeah, it's a tough and, way. Yeah, which is hard. And and I'm not making light of that because I've had one. You know, I pastored in another church before I pastored here. Yeah. And in many ways failed in uh, many, many aspects of that, of that adventure and left Colorado broken and hurt and uh, probably left some people broken and hurt. And so when you do something in your own strength or when there is something called pride involved, you can really end up in a difficult or dangerous, you know, sort of situation and wonder, why God? Why? Yeah. Well, why didn't God take him the short way? Because the short way wasn't the best way. You know, and God does the thing to 
to end up for all of us, a place to end up for all of us is to understand that God has our best in mind. That's right. And he knows the best way mm-hmm. and he knows the best route and, you know, all the, all the best that you could come up with. He has those for you. And it, it's kind of like, uh, when he gave them the, when he gives them the land of Canaan, he says, I'm going to give it to you a little by little, mm-hmm. lest if I give it all to you, there's not enough of you to fill it. Yeah. And so it would be filled with wild animals and all sorts of things, and it would be hard to take. Yep. I'm going to give it to you little by little. I'm going to have others kind of maintain it for you until you're ready to occupy it. Yeah. And that's what happened during the time of David, as you said earlier, and David walked that all out. See, God would have had the strength to give these guys a victory over the Philistines. God didn't say he didn't take them there because they couldn't beat the Philistines. Mm -hmm. He said he didn't take them there uh, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war. Yeah. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And if these guys got the wrong mindset, they were ready to get out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I'd be ready to get out of Egypt too unless I saw something worse. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be ready to go back. Scare me away from it instead of staying the course and doing what I was called to do. Yeah, and so he he knew it might affect the way they started thinking about this, yeah. and he could lose them over it. But, you know, in some ways he lost them anyway yeah. because of them refusing to go into the promised land and yeah. end up wandering, but at least he wanted to give them that chance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would yeah. love to hear your thoughts on this. I've never seen it this way, but I've been doing some study a little bit on end times because it's applicable in the world we live in a bit today. Is <laughs> In verse 16, it says, the observance functions like a sign on your hand or a symbol on the middle of your forehead. God brought us out of Egypt with a powerful hand. And this is a bit of a foretelling, maybe, of we hear more and more today of the mark. You know, and you think about that, but I've never seen the parallel here as them using the the Passover in this example as being a good mark to be able to remember. But then you think of the negative mark. What are your thoughts on that? Well, of course, this is talking about phylacteries. Yeah. Um, At least that's the way the Jewish culture interpreted this. Mm -hmm. And so in Jewish culture, they would wear... You know, it would be a little little uh, box, yeah. both for the forehead and the and the hand, and it would have a ribbon on each end, mm-hmm. and it, you would twist that around your hand, your fingers, tie it to the back of your hand, then around your forearm, and so you'd have the word on the back of your hand, yeah. and then you would have the word in a little box on your forehead, and you've, if you've ever seen a you know, a Hasidic Jew or yeah. someone with that little box on their forehead. They also would, at homes, have a little box on the on the on the door uh, jam, mm-hmm. which is the side of the door that the door closes against. There's a little box that you nail up there, yeah. and it has a scripture in it too. And all those things are reminders. <clears throat> they are really not not have a real function. Um, could it be that this is saying to us, uh, let the word be on what you do, yeah. on what you say, how you think, what you put your hand to? I think it's more uh, less 
supposed to be a physical box tied to our hands mm-hmm. rather than our hands doing the word of God. Yeah, I think it's less being uh, a box tied to our forehead as being having the word of God on our mind. In our mind constantly yeah. renewing our and mind. And so, you know, keeping it before your eyes be something that you see. Yeah. And so I think on that level, that that's where it became again a law, yeah. uh, an act that you could do yeah. that sort of fulfilled it while you were slapping your wife, exactly. you know? You got it on there, but you're still doing this whole Still doing ways. something yeah. stupid. Religion and versus crazy. the relation. Right. And so that's that side of it. As far as uh, end times and the mark of the beast and all of that stuff, I think that, uh, I think we see through a glass dimly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm one of those, you know, people that I think we're going to mostly be surprised yeah. At what we see and what was really, you know, what the Bible was talking about mm-hmm. in many of those situations. You know, my dog has a chip in it. Yeah. So if my dog has lost uh, the chip, they can track the chip and yeah. know where the dog is. Um, is that what the, you know, the mark of the beast is? We've heard about that for, I've heard about that for 40 years. Oh, yeah. 30 or 40 years. Absolutely. Is, is that it? Well, my dog's. Not the beast, yeah. but um, would I take one of those in the back of my hand from the government? Probably not. Yeah. You know, that doesn't sound like the right direction to go. Yeah. And and all that stuff is uh, is tough, but I'm no end times expert. That's yep. for sure. <clears throat> no, it's interesting to study it out a little bit, but trust trust God in his. Jesus says no man knows the the day or time. As you yeah. remember, 88 reasons why, and there's <laughs> been another 20 opportunities that people were sure, you know, with Y2K and yep. everything else, but just keep faithfully serving the Lord. I love this idea at the end of this chapter too, as it says, God went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud during the day to guide them on the way and at night by a pillar of fire. Is that God's going to provide your path and give you clarity as you go. But this is important. And James says that you need to be walking towards God and doing this. As James gives the parallel and the example of a ship's not going to be steered at all without movement. You can have the biggest ship and the biggest rudder, but let's be walking towards what God has. And he's going to give you direction and clarity as you go. But it's as they were making forward progress, not just kind of floundering around as they continued to walk and they continued to seek after God. Yeah. And it actually says us to go by day and, and night. Yeah. And which is interesting because travel was almost exclusively during the day. Yeah. During this time, uh, we don't understand dark like dark was <laughs> then. Real dark. You know, when we go out and it's dark, well, the street lights are on or, you know, the car lights are on or the house lights are on or you got a flashlight or you blah, 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 blah. We, we keep light with us yeah. almost everywhere we go. And so traveling at night, I mean, if you talk about our military and night vision goggles and all that stuff— we have a night advantage in the military realm. Absolutely. But, but then it was so dark that you could, in many places, couldn't put one foot in front of the other yeah. without being uh, in danger of falling or hurting yourself or, or hurting someone else. Mm-hmm. Now imagine trying to herd two, mil- two million people yeah. in a direction. With the animals and the yeah. children. <laughs> It'd be a zoo. Can't get my kids to walk through a theme park, you know, without going crazy. Imagine all of those people. Oh, that was a joke. I said it'd be a zoo. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. they had all the animals. Anyway. Yeah. But but he, now with God giving this pillar of fire yeah. that was above them, 
and which is another beautiful thing about the Lord's care for them. This is a desert, and they have shade by day and fire by night. Deserts are phenomenal for, you know, well-known for being hot (laughs) uh, during the day, but they're also well-known for being being freezing cold at night. And uh, so he's taking care of them in that way as well and it provided a way for him to make more distance Mm -hmm. and really i think got him to the red sea at at the right time hey we're going to take a break we'll be back in a minute you are listening to morning breath from east coast christian center merritt island Vieira, and coco for over 30 years cb plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the brevard county community cb plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential cb plumbing for all your plumbing needs 321-783-6000 that's 321-783-6000 customer satisfaction is their guarantee Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Breath. Welcome back, everybody. You know, as I read this story, uh, it's really an account of what happened with a group of people. What I what I'm what I keep getting reminded of during this process is is what a faith journey this was. You know, these were not easy things to do and to act on. Uh, I think about Moses, all that he experienced, and then now he's going to confront the strongest most powerful man in the world. And the, you know, Pharaoh could have sent soldiers for him and killed him, you know, but he had to, he had to, he obeyed God. He took a step. Even these people, when they left, 
they're taking a step. Uh, you might say, man, I get out of slavery as quick as I could, but uh, there was a reason a lot of people didn't leave slavery, yeah. is they didn't have anywhere to go. Yep. It's like the woman uh, in, a, in a marriage where the man's abusive or it's a really bad situation and she doesn't like it, but does, she doesn't have a better choice. Yeah. It, it takes uh, faith to step out into the promised land. What, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? What's that? That's scary. You know, uh, I'll take you to a place you do not know of yet. Yeah. All of this was uh, amazing. It shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, Hivites, you know, Amorites, Hivites, uh, Jebusites, all the other sites that are here. Um, whoa, that... Uh, is this going to be okay? Yeah. You know, this was a faith journey. And what's important to me and why I think everybody out there is uh, right now we need faith. It's not always easy to see the other side of where we're at right now, what we're facing. But God will get you there. See you guys. See you. See you.